live from Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get that coffee and take a seat and relax for a good hour and a half. Welcome to the Slightly Serious Show. It is August 11th, a Wednesday hump day there, Producer Eric. Mm-hmm. How are you tonight? That, 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 is, that it is. I'm doing great. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, and Pert, I think Pert is on the line with us. How are you doing this evening, my friend? I'm doing well. It only took me about 10 minutes to get in tonight. Oh, that's not bad. You know, yeah. you know as, as you get older, you know, things take a little bit more time. <laughs> as you get older, you don't have more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time, time is running out. You know, it's uh, like the old saying goes, as soon as we're born uh, is the day we start dying. So, and, and that's another thing. I'm like, why is everybody so concerned about COVID? You're going to die one day. When it's your time, it's your time. But anyways, hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, BP, Jess Duck, and Mike Tampa Bay, I see. Uh, Honey Bee and uh, everybody else. And those of you watching us uh, live on DLive, uh, DLive.tv forward slash slightly underscore serious. And uh, those of you uh, over on airtime, I highly encourage you to get the hell over to DLive. Or even if you want, you can call in uh, to the Podbean app. If you guys ever have any questions, you can always, uh, if you're not on Podbean, you can always call the landline at the studio line at 702-708-2855. And uh, I don't know, I guess uh, to get into things this afternoon, uh, you know, my fabulous, wonderful governor of, of California. Oops, that's the wrong thing. Sorry about that over there at DLive. My wonderful governor, Gavin Newsom, uh, decided that he would make California the first state to mandate that not only teachers, not just the teachers, but anybody that works within the school district is mandated to go out and get a vaccine. Can you believe that shit? Oh. Yeah. No, it's a thing. Uh, California becomes the first state to require school employees. I mean, even, I mean, hell, pretty soon they're going to have the fucking cockroaches that are in the classrooms uh, wear masks. Anyways, um, the article reads, and this is uh, from uh, the USA of today, that. Governor Newsom announced Wednesday that California would become the first state to mandate that all teachers and other school employees either be vaccinated for COVID-19 or submit to a regular test. The Delta variant, and you know, here's the thing. They're not telling you how often this test would have, you know, if you're going to refuse to get the vaccine. They don't tell you if it's like once a day, twice a week, what? And when is that going to end? Because as you and I well know, COVID is not going away. I'll, I'm going to take a step and one f- step further and tell you for the rest of your and my lifetime, COVID will be around, at least the variants. You won't hear about the flu. You won't hear about the annual flu shot. It's going to be the COVID shot. But anyways, I'll digress. Anyways, the Delta variant continues its spread, causing the largest number of cases and hospitalizations in some states since the pandemic began. Newsom's announcement comes five weeks before the Democratic governor faces a recall election that built up momentum last year after the state's strict COVID-19 mandates. The order requires teachers and all school employees, including custodians, aides, and bus drivers, to show proof of their vaccination status to their school district. 
Employees who are not vaccinated must submit to weekly testing. Quote, we think this is the right thing to do, and we think this is a sustainable way to keep our schools open. That's what Newsom said at a, a school in Oakland. Uh, he noted that measure he noted that the measure aims to reassure parents that the state's schools are, quote, doing everything in their power to keep our kids safe, to keep our kids healthy. You know, kind of like how he keeps his uh, kids safe when uh, they go out to, I don't know, what was the last thing they went? They went to summer camp and weren't wearing their masks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he likes to make sure his kids are safe. Just like when he goes out to, you know, to dinner at the French Laundry, uh, you know, him and his, all of his uh, healthcare workers, you know, they're not worried about, uh, you know, COVID-19. I mean, like, like I've been telling you, uh, this, this thing has been so dangerous. Uh, not one establishment member has died. And, uh, and I'm not saying that COVID-19 is a, a fake thing by any means. But I no, think it's real as shit. I'll tell you that. But I think the governor is going a little too far. Uh, that's just my opinion. And, you know, I, I'll go around the table on this. If you guys, you know, in chat, if you think this is the right thing that the governor is doing, uh, push, uh, press one in chat. Number two, if you think it's ridiculous that he's requiring every school employee or district employee to uh, get vaccinated, one or two in chat. And, uh, Perd, what do you think? Is this a little too much? I think it's a little too much, but did you read the follow-up article to that? They're already planning the next teacher's conference. And uh, they're going to go over it. And they've already got a theme song. It is. <laughs> that is fantastic. Shots, 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 shots. Yeah. yeah I, no, I, I can see, I can see both sides of that argument there. And I don't know that either side is a winning side to tell you, honestly, I just, I don't. And Eric, what about you? What do you, what do you think? Do you think, uh, you know, if, if you're if you're a, uh, a an employee of any districts in the state of California, what where is your mind at right now? I just think this is th- th- this is just too much here because I really think people should decide on their own whether they want it or not, and and not have our rights impeded upon. Okay, well, and and I and I get that, and I understand that. I agree with that. But I do have a serious question for you, though, slightly. Oh yes, Re- related to that. Wasn't there something that came out, and I didn't get a chance to look at it because I had a busy afternoon. Didn't they release or possibly getting ready to release more side effects that they've associated with Pfizer and I thought Johnson vaccine maybe? I haven't seen that yet, but the, I have heard the latest, and we'll, we'll go through that a little bit okay. later, that uh, they are now convinced that it's totally safe for pregnant women to get the vaccine. What about their fetus uh well we're, we're gonna that's gonna be a, a, a hot topic of debate in my opinion but uh we'll get to that because you know how to warp the the meaning of what they say so yeah no i hear you and that's one of the 22 things that were listed uh, back in october of 2020 of possible side effects of these vaccines um but g- getting back to the uh, school issue here in, in california so if they're going to, here's my other side of it is, okay, well, if you're going to make sure that your entire staff members are vaccinated or tested and have no COVID, then why the fuck does my child need to wear a mask when they're going to school? Because the intentions of masking children all across America is to protect the, ch- the, the teachers, according to you know all the teacher associations. It has nothing to do with your children. So 
answer. I, I would like to hear the governor respond to that, but I have a feeling we're not going to hear anything about that. And, uh, you know, the other thing is, is uh, it'll be interesting to find out if the governor tries to enforce th- this at private schools. Uh, as you guys know, uh, the governor's had a very difficult time enforcing anything at private schools in the state of California. So we'll keep you updated and uh, you know, from there. Uh, moving on, uh, speaking of, of, of school, you know, there's a, uh, a gal in Virginia. She's a Virginia teacher that went to a board meeting, and she was, she's been pretty turned off about all of the shit that the school board has been you know, forcing down her throat, and her, not only hers, but uh, many other teachers. And so the fifth, this fifth grade teacher uh, alleged that the county told her not to express dissenting views. And uh, we'll go right to the video, and uh, we'll give you an idea of what she had to say to uh, her school board. And uh, we'll come back and We'll discuss that, and uh, let's see if I can get this. And we'll go right there. And unbelievable! It's it, every 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 show I have. We always have issues with audio. One of these days, we'll have it all fixed and ready to go. But anyways, uh, this is a uh, school teacher. Her name. What is her name? Her name is. Uh, I forget her name, Laura Morris, and uh, this is her speaking at uh, at the school board meeting. Maybe <laughs> she didn't have. Well, I guess not. Uh, maybe she uh, she uh, is uh, tired of uh, all of the bullshit that's going on. Let me uh, see if we can try to do this one more time. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Gotta love live radio. Uh, let's see if uh, that'll work. I don't know. Oh, well, that's one thing we need to do. We need to make sure we uh, resolve the. Uh... Anyways, that should be good. And we'll go. All right. Slightly might have shit figured out, finally. Let's not uh, hold him to it, though. And. This thing does not like to cooperate with me. In my old age, partly, I, and Eric, I am starting to get uh, to where I don't understand technology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me tell you, about 20 years ago, I started understanding why my parents used to say, can you hook up our VCR? Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, let me see here. i uh, go here, back here. Mr. Radio wants to call in. Mr. Radio, come and, uh, yeah, come and uh, help us out with uh, some dead air here. While I try to, while I try to. Well, hey there, fellas. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I could barely oh. stand it waiting for you to call in. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just uh, hanging around, you know, just uh, tending to the campfire as normal. I hope you guys are doing well. Oh, we're doing really well, and uh, except for technology is not cooperating with us, and. Uh, I know that pain all too well. Slightly. Did you hit it with friend. your fist slightly? I think I'm about ready to I like, don't even listen in town. You've lost. I think I'm ready to throw my one of my MacBooks uh, out the window. You should. I know it. Something that's not. I know a trick. Did What's you that? turn it off and back on? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know the better one, Dark. Hey, did you take the lens off the camera slightly? 
Oh my god, that happened one time. <laughs> yeah, but it was once. Once was enough for that. <laughs> it was yes. that, that it only happened one time, and uh, we resolved that. All right. Well, I finally figured out. Well, I'm not going to say that just yet, but I think we've got uh, the issue resolved. So we're going to try to give this a go one last time, and if it doesn't work out. I don't know what to tell you, folks. <laughs> Just say that we tried. Watch this. Within the last year, I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that, quote, this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. You shut the doors to the public as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life. Going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and I encouraging us to fill it out. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. I quit. I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. It's oh, amazing. Even wow. if you don't agree with... That right there takes a lot of cojones, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I appreciate every word that she had to say. I appreciate that she has the balls to stand up to her, her school board district uh, and basically uh, keep to her values. Uh, I think you'll see a lot more and more of this. And I think you're going to start to even see, you know, some, uh, you know, uh, some backlash here in the state of California amongst teachers as well regarding the recent uh, governor mandating vaccinations. And I wouldn't be surprised with all the bullshit that these teachers are having to put up with. I mean, let alone dealing with, you know, uh, a plenty of rotten kids. Uh, now they're having to worry about critical race theory. Now they have to make sure that uh, it's just, you know, they have to make sure that they're vaccinated. They have to f make a face mask over their, their heads and their mouths every time they go to school. It's really sad, isn't it? It's like heartbreaking. Did you see, I think it was in Georgia, um, yeah, in Atlanta, an elementary school, a principal there, a black principal, she has segregated her school. She has two black classrooms, and I think it was six white classrooms, and they do not intermix. What? Yeah, I'll send it to you right now. Why is that? Because, uh, God forbid, uh, you know, the white people have, uh, you know, Oppress the uh, everybody else. Is that why? I, I don't know, but it's a it's a black mother who has filed a complaint against the black principal, saying basically, I I can't believe I'm looking at another person like me, a black female, and arguing this. I just emailed it to you slightly. It's unbelievable. And uh, a couple of the other comments that were made uh, in June, uh, there was another uh, another teacher and other parents defied the same. Uh, County Public School Board authorities by uh, continuing to give their testimony while the school board officials were trying to end their meeting, and the superintendent declared that the the move that they were making was quote an illegal assembly. 
And uh, the sheriff began to issuing trespassing orders to the parents who defied orders to leave. So this is not the first time that that school board district uh, has been having many issues with it. So it's uh, I'm I'm happy to see that people, parents and school teachers now are starting to, you know, take a stand because if nobody does, the game is over. You know, the party's over. You might as well just uh, send in your resignation paperwork uh, for life at this point. But uh, I don't know. Uh, do you think it's uh, Mr. Radio? Do you think uh, there's an end in sight in all of this, or what do you what do you what do you feel? I I think that it will only persist just long enough as the American people allow it to persist, and we see that people are starting to get tired of it at a very rapid pace, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, what doesn't it terrify you that if nobody? begins like if we didn't have this school teacher if we haven't had you know uh previous this over the past couple of weeks on our show we have featured parents that have stood up to school boards in different states across the country but imagine if nobody were to do that how dangerous things would continue to become look at our political system no one's really been held accountable for generations within our political system and look at the problems that have formed within it God, our political system is fucked. Every, it seems like everything is. Uh, I mean, now we have uh, you know a virus uh, in our society that is being politicized. Um, you know, whatever. Why? You know, it, I, I question very deeply why we are politicizing a virus when you know, yes, it's a uh, airborne illness, just like the flu. More dangerous than the flu, definitely. There's no doubt about it, and I'm not disputing that. But just because it's more deadly, why does it have to become political? Why can't we treat it like the flu? You allow everybody in the society know about it, what they can do about it, and you leave it at that. Is that such a bad thing? The choice. That's the difference, right? Is whether or not you get to choose if you want to get it or if it's something that's culturally or potentially society you know potentially forced upon you by government because that's all the big talk right now right well and politicians are always going to jump on the opportunity to politicize anything that's a tragedy look at what happens after earthquakes after hurricanes after tornadoes they show up right on the spot number one do they need to no they can look at the images on their closed circuit tvs or whatever or their, their cameras it's just all hey let me get my face out there and show all my backers and everybody how concerned i am when most of the time they really couldn't care. Well, my, my feeling on that, when there's a major tragedy, there's two reasons they show up. One, because they feel obligated that they need to. To show some face, it, it, it's a, a feel-good moment that here I am. I'm here to save the day and everything's going to be all right. And I feel bad about this. But Virtue oh, signaling. It's virtue. mostly a feel-good for them, though. It's virtue signaling. It's like, look at the good thing I do. Yeah. Right. Look, I show up when I'm needed. Yeah. <laughs> like, Look yeah. at my cape. I flew in here on my private jet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm here for 10 minutes, but I got to go. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I got to get back in the jet. My daiquiri is getting warm. All right, guys, I got to get out of here. Clean this shit up. See you. <laughs> the second reason that they show up to these tragedies is because it's an opportunistic you know, time for them to try to spend more money. That's like, true. Like we've heard many politicians in the past. Take advantage of anything that comes up 
that gives you an option to utilize for money, further your agendas or to further your talking points. It's easy. It's, it's like, I don't know. It's almost like science. That's <laughs> what they teach you when you get uh, elected to God. Weird science. Well, I mean, really, when you think about it, they've been studying, studying society uh, mentally for also for generations, like how people respond to certain stimulus and when they're overstimulated and stuff like that. So, I mean, really, when you think about it, it is a science that they're playing. Yeah, no, definitely. It is a definite science, and uh, it's an unfortunate science at that. Yeah. And, uh, it's, just, it's just sad. It's a scary one. That <laughs> yeah, definitely is. It is scary. Anytime a uh, politician has something to say or they want to do something, it uh, becomes a scary moment. Um, what is going on here? Why is my uh, video not? Uh... Anyways, I wanted to bring up that article that you sent over, Pertwee. Uh, give me one second while I try to fix something. Here. I don't know what the hell is going on. Definitely having uh, issues. Maybe you need to get um, your younger, better half in there to figure out what's going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do realize I on for a lot of things around here. <laughs> just so you know, Slightly, I sent you a story on Discord that somebody sent me a few days ago that might pique your interest. I don't know if you saw it or not. I have not. Discord is like the least thing I use. I need to start <laughs> utilizing that the most. That and Instagram, I, I barely... I barely... Uh, I barely uh, get have time. I, I barely have time to do our show every night. Big oh, Sexy I'm sure saying. uses Instagram. Him and Honeybeard are on it all the time. Yes. Uh, they it, talk it, to I, each other more than they talk to us, I think. I think so. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, the uh, article that you sent me, uh, uh -huh. says, uh, this is by Fox News. The uh, headline is Black Mother Files Complaint Against a Atlanta Elementary School for Racial Segregation. Who would have thunk that, right? Unbelievable. George, uh, Eric, I cannot believe you're allowing this to happen in your hometown. Hey, he let him do it <laughs> on the election. Why not, right? He just turned it well, on. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't live in the city of Atlanta. Uh, excuses, Eric. Come on. I, I live in the metropolitan area mm. in the suburbs. Likely story. Yep. <laughs> not my problem. Okay, the go ahead slightly. The article reads, a mother in Atlanta filed a federal Discrimination complaint against an elementary school alleging the school segregated students based on race. Quote, we've, we've lost sleep, like trying to figure out why would a person do this? That's what uh, Mother Kyla Posey, who is black, told WSB TV. First, it was just disbelief that I was having this conversation in 2020 with a person that looks just like me, a black woman. It's segregating classrooms. You cannot segregate classrooms. You can't do it. My community, had they known about this, would probably be extremely upset, not just the black parents, but also the white parents, Posey said. Posey said that the practice was put into place last year at Mary Lynn Elementary School by Principal Sharon Briscoe, who is also black. And uh, Posey explained that black students were put in two classrooms with two different teachers, um, while white students were put in six classes with six different teachers. I wonder if they're if, if the corresponding teacher was of the same ethnicity. Anyway, oh, guaranteed. I'm, I'm, that's the first thought that comes to my mind. Uh, she found out about the segregation when she asked Briscoe to place her child with a teacher who who thought it would be a good fit. She recalled to the uh, news outlet, "Quote," she said, "That's not one of the black classes. 
And I will immediately, and I immediately said, what does that mean? I was confused. <laughs> I asked for more clarification. I was like, we have those in school? And she proceeded to say, yes, I have decided that I'm going to place all the black students in two classrooms. And uh, that's what Posey recounted of our conversation with Briscoe. The principal reportedly told the mother that her child would be isolated if they were put in a white class. Wow. This is is unbelievable to me that we're even talking about this, Bert. Would you ever guess that it was the principal would be that ethnicity? No. In the story? And would you ever guess in it? It just the whole thing just befuddled me when I saw that. Well, my question is, does this does this principal, does she really think that it's like benefiting uh, her black students? Or any students, period? I I don't get it. Oh, come on. Don't you guys want to take a, a stroll down memory lane? We can go back in history and see how this plays out. Yeah, I think <laughs> we've been there at one point. <laughs> yeah, that, it, was, it wasn't, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get myself in trouble here. I mean, did the principal also set up the transportation in the same fashion? Mm. I mean, just saying. I mean, if you're going to segregate them in classes, you might as well segregate them in uh, the bus. Maybe different, maybe different water fountains, huh? Well, I mean, where's the line? And one thing I didn't see in there slightly, since they are separated like that, are they being taught the same criteria, and are they being held up to the same grading scales? Ooh, well, you know, well, you know what's being taught. You know, the white kids are probably being taught. You are a bunch of bastards. You're oppressors, and shame on you. And God only knows what the other students are being taught. And if you're white, go to the casinos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to be kind of neutral because I used to work for the Native Americans in the casinos. So uh, by all means, or your uh, neighborhood uh, tribes. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's one one cultural group that's gotten the shaft more so than any other, you know? Yeah, well, I think they're the ones that are probably laughing the hardest about everything going on in society right now as they collect everyone's money. Yeah, just leave leave us alone on our reservations. We're fine. Oh, my God. uh, I will will, uh, not disclose who it was that I work for, but their tribal members, they would receive 10 to 15 grand a month just for Mm -hmm. nothing. It's pretty, pretty fantastic. Some tribes take care of their, their tribal. <clears throat> Not all tribes do that, though. Yes, and, and there are some yeah. tribes. I, I do, uh, you know, there are some tribes that will also uh, donate money to other tribes that may not have casinos. So they do try to take mm-hmm. care of their own and stuff like hey, that. I'll wear turquoise and change my name to Lightfoot. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on, Pert. If you change your name to Lightfoot, then you would be uh, related to the racist mayor in Chicago. Oh, yeah, forget that. I'll change my, my name to uh, Screaming Eagle. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Anyways, um, I think I'm done reading that. I, 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 I can't even go on without getting more and more pissed off. Yeah, uh, it's sickening, isn't it? I cannot believe that a school district even exists that would allow such a thing. That's just, you want to talk about racism. Uh, where, where are the people uh, lining up like this this mother who filed a complaint with the school? Hell, I'd be filing lawsuits is what I would be doing. Anyways, uh, that's very disturbing. Uh, I think it's uh, almost time to take our first break. I think uh, we'll take a f- short time out. We'll get back. We'll kind of regroup. Uh, you're listening to the Slightly Serious Show on a Wednesday. 
and we'll be right back. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, been offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back. I've been drinking a lot of water. It's been very been very uh, warm this evening. And uh, I don't know. It's very humid. Last night, we had a, uh, a lightning storm here in San Diego, even here on the coast, which is very, very rare. And uh, I don't know. It woke uh, Big Sexy up at like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock this morning. He wasn't very happy about that, but he survived. Um, did you guys hear about uh, what's going on up in uh Canada, uh, you know, our, our friends, our socialist friends up north. Eh, what'd you say? Eh, huh? What? Well, you, well, you know, Quebec, uh, you know, already is mandating that uh, people have vaccines before they go watch a movie or if they go uh, to a restaurant or a bar and all that. But apparently, the leaders in Ontario want to follow suit. They think it's such a great idea. And I just, I, you know, and, you know, they're trying to, basically, they're trying to push the push the envelope by saying, look, if we don't do this, we're just going to have to shut everything down. I mean, that's, I mean, is that, to me, that's not acceptable. That's not the right way to run uh, a city or a county or even a country. Um, you know, the Canadians don't have, you know, freedoms and liberties like we do ourselves, even though, you know, day by day we have them taken away. But I mean, is that the right way to go? I mean, I, I think it should be up to the businesses. Leave it up to the local businesses what they want to do. Am I alone in that thought? No, I, I think it should be left up to the local business. It's your property. Yeah, it's your property. It's your business. If people want to, if they feel that they're not safe, they're not going to go to your business. They're not going to go to the, your mall. You're not going to go to the Walmarts or Targets because they're too worried about their health. If they're entering in that in those facilities, then obviously they're willing to take that risk because hell, it's a year and a half into this, folks. Everybody, even if you're living under a rock or in a basement like Joe Biden, you know that COVID nineteen is out there, and you know the associated risks once you step take one foot out your front door. Well, it's kind of like the fair. Just put a sign on every door, of, you know, of every business that says "Enter at your own risk." They all say "Ride this ride at your own risk." Why not? Right. I mean, we get into our motor vehicles every single day. Uh, we take a risk of dying in those. I mean, should we just not? Oh, yeah. Thanks for the diamond, BP. Oh, yeah. Love them. It's a show off. Yeah, I know. Slinging it around. Showing it off. But, I mean, we take risk every damn day of our lives. And, it, and it's all at your own risk, right? Everything. Like I'm, going to work, going to hang out with friends. It's all at your own risk. Right. And, and, and isn't, um, you know, deciding not to wear a mask or even, you know, regardless, I mean, the flu kills millions, of, you know, just the regular plain flu kills millions of Americans every year. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. It's gone. It's been gone for a year and a half now. That is true. But explain to me this. Well, why didn't we have to mask up and close down businesses across America because millions of people die of the flu every fucking year? Well, it's the same thing. It's an airborne virus that kills people, right? Well, and, and, and I know I'm going to show my age here a little bit, but it's just like when AIDS came out onto the scene. They didn't lock everybody in. They didn't tell everybody stop having sex. They said, be careful, use protection, know your partners, be smart. That was it. 
and life went on. Well, wasn't that uh, back in the day when basically all the gay people were like uh, orange man bad, gay man bad? <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was something when somebody came out. It was very taboo, right? So um, you would th- so slightly you would think then that back then with it being such a taboo subject that they would have put them in to locked environments, but they didn't. You would you would think so. You definitely yeah. you definitely would think that, but. Unfortunately, that's not the case. And, you know, where I go with this is, you know, there's a lot of speculation out there. I mean, the former CDC, Dr. Robert Redfield, he's come out and he's saying that in two to four months, there's going to be a new variant. You know, it's amazing how these scientists and doctors and CDC people, former CDC people already know that, oh, my God, in a few more months, there's going to be something worse. It's coming. You know, I mean, we're not doctors, obviously, but I'm sure there's some science in there that they're not telling us about because there's got to be a way that they can look at this and and realize that, okay, this thing mutates at this rate per infection and it takes this much time, yada, yada, yada. That That might be how they're coming out with it. I don't know. I haven't heard anybody explain it like that. I've just heard them explain it to where they try and scare the crap out of everybody. Well, Dr. Redfield was uh, talking to... Fox News is the story and uh, thinks that the coronavirus will continue to replicate quickly among humans. And so the risk of the variant evolution is high. He says, quote, you know, we dealt with the UK variant. Everyone thought that was pretty bad. It was twice as infectious. But lo and behold, three, four months later, we had the Delta variant. And now it's a dominant variant in the United States. He says, quote, within, you know, two, three, four months, we're going to have another variant, and that variant's going to be more infectious than the Delta variant. Redfield said that the coronavirus became one of the most infectious viruses in humans, which allowed it to mutate. And uh, even Dr. Fauci, uh, the, you know, everybody knows him, said that the unvaccinated population might be spreading the virus so much that there will be time for the virus to mutate. And then went on, Fauci went on to say, quote, so if you allow the virus to freely circulate and not try and stop it, sooner or later, there's a likelihood that you will get a variant that could, I'm not saying it will, that could be more problematic than the Delta. And the biggest thing that uh, they go on to say is that eventually there's going to become a variant that none of these vaccines will assist with. That's their biggest worry, I guess. But so the vaccines are going to be. Worthless move. Yeah. Which, which kind of, I mean, I'm saying uh, kind of, they kind of already are because like we've talked about, even if you get vaccinated, you still can contract COVID-19, which was originally the idea of getting the vaccine in the first place. But now they say it prevents you from dying or helps prevent you from dying. But you know, to back what you just said, the local hospital in our town, I'm trying to remember the exact stats, but it was something like 87% of those that are admitted now for um, COVID are non-vaccinated. Okay. That means you've got 13% that were vaccinated that ended up in the hospital still. Right. That's still a big percentage, right? I, I mean, I think it is. To me, I think it is. For, for, I mean, for going through the risk. And okay, I know somebody got to, you know, poo-poo that, but going through the risk of getting the vaccination and not knowing what the hell is going to do to you down the road. Yeah. I think it's very high. Yeah, it looks like our good friend, Mr. Radio, uh, Mark Bear, by the way. Uh, you're going to be heading out, I guess. Huh? You have to get going. 
Oh yeah, I gotta get back out there in the woods and go back to hunting. But it was a bl- pleasure coming up, sir. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to sit with you and Eric and Petrie. Not a problem. And uh, like I said, Dark Baron, if you want, uh, I'll be more than happy. Uh, it'd be great to uh, come over onto your show one evening and uh, chit chat with you over there. For yeah. sure, for sure. I uh, won't be on tonight. Uh, you guys have a lovely show. All right, and, uh, we'll catch you around, sirs. You See you, Harper. All right. Um, I was I was trying to look up one of the. Uh, so uh, recently, like I uh, kind of uh, earlier mentioned about how the CDC is now saying that pregnant women should get the coronavirus vaccine. Gosh, it's just so scary. That is amazing that it's being even brought up. Thanks for the uh, hi there, Patriots voice. Headline, Washington Post, CDC guidance now official. uh, Pregnant people. (laughs) Isn't it amazing they say pregnant people? They don't say pregnant woman anymore. I didn't even catch that until you said (laughs) it. Holy smokes. Unbelievable. Anyways, pregnant people should get the coronavirus vaccine. With vaccination rates low among pregnant women, the guidance officially moves the CDC off its previous neutral stance on whether immunization is safe for them. It comes two days after more than 20 health organizations urge vaccinations for pregnant women, those who have recently been pregnant and those who plan to become pregnant. And the statement arrives more than three months after CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said immunization during pregnancy is safe. Just 23% of pregnant women have received at least one of the shots of the vaccines. The CDC advice applies to all three vaccines, though the one-shot Johnson & Johnson version has not been studied as much as the the versions produced by Pfizer and Moderna. CDC encourages all pregnant people or people who are thinking about becoming pregnant and those breastfeeding to get vaccinated to protect themselves from COVID-19, Walensky said in a statement. The vaccines are safe and effective. <clears throat> this is, uh, I remind you, this is not me saying that they are safe and effective. This is the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, and it has never been more urgent to increase vaccinations as we face the highly transmissible Delta variant and see severe outcomes of COVID, uh, from COVID-19 among unvaccinated pregnant people. This pregnant people thing is really getting me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's how we're going to get all those mutant children that become like Wolfman and, you know, Spider-Man and all that. Oh, my gosh. I don't, So, uh, yeah. So that's basically uh, the CDC that uh, if you're pregnant, if you're a pregnant person out there, no matter what you identify as, uh, go get the jab and uh, be safe. I, I don't know. If I was a, a woman, uh, I guess, if I was a people that was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would get the vaccine, you know, because I'm not now I'm not only worried about my own health, putting my own health at risk, but now I have a child to worry about. Yeah. I think if I was pregnant, I would just have my my uh, I guess I should say my significant other uh, just go out and do uh, what he's got, what he or she or your significant other person. Yeah. my Whatever my significant other person had to do. And I'll just stay home until COVID's gone or until I have my baby. And think about it. If you're pregnant, they advise you not to smoke, not to drink, stay away from caffeine. Don't, you know, don't, 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 don't. And then, but yeah, it's okay to take this experimental drug. Right. 
We'll give you the first one for free, man. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Mate, like, like, like we like to reiterate on our uh, program, to all people that may be pregnant or just all people in general. Uh, make sure. <laughs> Did you see Jess's statement? Yes. <laughs> Jess Duck says, I knew a pregnant people. It waited until the baby was born before getting vaccinated. <laughs> You had to see it the same time I did because we laughed together. Oh, my God. But uh, to all the people out there, um, you know, our, our, uh, what we like to say to you on our show is get all the information available to you. Talk to your doctors. Do what you feel is best for you and your family and your loved ones to protect yourself. Even if it's taping a four-leaf clover on your forehead. Right? I got another one for you. So there's this guy. Who's a criminal? He's like a career criminal. And uh, he decides, uh, well, he's, he's being locked up, right? And oh, well, he doesn't God. live in California. He does or not. Oregon. No, he doesn't. He, uh, he actually, uh, he's up in Washington in a uh, cell up there. And I guess, I don't know, the uh, people that do the jailing, the wardens and all that, apparently they were unaware that the cell that they were putting him in uh, contained a, another inmate, one of which sexually assaulted, uh, sexually molested his sister. Things did not end well. Uh, this guy uh, ended up killing his cellmate after realizing the man that had raped his sister was uh, his cellmate. And so he'll now be spending oh my five goodness. years in prison. Talk I don't know if call that karma or what. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just an all around fucked up situation, to be honest. Yeah. Gosh. But uh, yeah, Shane Goldsby, he's 26. He arrived in his cell at the Washington Corrections uh, Center in June of 2020 and became more enraged the more he spoke to his cellmate, 70 year old Robert Munger. Within hours, Goldsby became convinced Munger was the same man who had raped his underage sister. Goldsby requested to be uh, requested to move to a different cell. Uh, he said in an interview with KHQ last year, but no one would transfer him. Uh, he claimed that Munger then spoke to him in detail about how he had molested Goldsby's younger sister. And about seven months earlier, Munger had been sentenced to 43 years in prison for child molestation and possession of child pornography. Quote, he kept giving me details about what happened and what he did, about the photos and about the videos of him doing this stuff. And it was building up, Goldsby told KHQ. Hours later, uh, Goldsby sneaked up behind Munger in the common area of the Airway Heights Correction Center in Spokane County, knocked Munger down, and stomped in his head repeatedly. According to a Washington State Patrol investigation, Munger died days later in the hospital. So now he's going to be sentenced to 24 years in prison for murdering. Just a sad, sad type of thing. Um, Just C says he shouldn't be held liable for his actions. Uh, he tried to do the right thing. Yeah, he did try to do the right thing um, by asking to be removed from that cell. It'd be interesting to see what type of defense he has. I mean, his actions, obviously, nonetheless, have resulted in a death. But just, uh, I thought it was a very, uh, a, an ironic story, I guess. Is it ironic or was it a setup by the powers that be in the penitentiary? Oh, my God. That, you never That's know. That's a possibility. It is a possibility because... You would have to, I mean, I have to give the, the guy who killed the other guy some respect for 
trying to go to the authorities and say, hey, I need out of this thing. You need to move me. So, I mean, do you hold the correction facility officers uh, liable for uh, me? Absolutely. Absolutely, because they're in charge not only of, of keeping those people out of society, but keeping them safe in that environment, regardless of, of what the prisoner's in there for. That's so, their job. So you're saying the office, correctional officers could be uh, charged with uh, cooperation of murder? Why not? To some degree. I mean, hey, you got a guy who puts his leg on the neck of a guy in Minnesota and the officer standing around that did nothing about it or held responsible you know, or, or liable for participation. Why not? Yeah, no, I, I can totally see that. Yeah, I don't mean it seriously. I'm not being, you know. No, I know. I, I agree with you. I, I think correctional facility or people, the employees of that facility, at uh, on some level, need, there needs to be some accountability. Well, and like Chris Unplugged says, they're not untouchable just because of their career, right? They still got to uphold the law. And part of their job, well, their job is to ensure the safety of the prisoners. Yeah. Just C said, I would have killed the guy. Well, he did kill the guy, Just C. <clears throat> but uh, what Just C. Yeah, I don't know. They have some responsibility, Just Doc says, but really the killer needs to not kill people. Yeah. I agree with that. He, he could have beat the shit out of him, though. I, I would have been okay with that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mr. Rayo says, lack of accountability is the reason our society is where it is today. Very well. Uh, yeah. is, is uh, American Express, is that, are they the ones that say don't leave home without it? Are they used to be? Yep. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, American Express CRT uh, <laughs> training is coming and urging staff to adopt a hierarchy, putting marginalized above privileged. And uh, this story is uh, Fox Business News. Uh, American Express subjected its employees to a series of critical race theory training sessions that encouraged staff to rank themselves on a hierarchy of privilege and apply that hierarchy into the workplace with the more privileged employees deferring to staff from marginalized groups. Unbelievable. I'm done reading the article, but it's just amazing that every corporation is now kind of uh, getting to be woke. And I'm I'm starting to think I should just tear up my American Express card now. Yeah, my Capital One card just got more privileged. (laughs) (laughs) Can you explain? Or, do, or should, should I, I ask? <laughs> yeah, meaning it has the privilege to charge more than uh, MX does right now after I saw that story earlier. Yeah, because I'm about ready to tear mine up. That's for sure. Um, yeah, Mr. Radio liked that one. I wish I was privileged enough to get CRT training. <laughs> that's what Just C says. Well, you know what? If American Express feels so bad, you know, I, I think they should just start handing out credit cards to all the minorities then. If they want to help everybody else, I mean, just hand hand the credit cards out to everybody in society. That's what well, X is all about, right? Bert? Doesn't yeah, matter. And I mean, MX, credits, it doesn't matter what your credit score is or how much you make. You're, well, all, you're all the same. You all deserve the same uh, credit cards. Historically, because I don't know how it's been since I've had mine. I've had mine for a while, but it was not that easy of a card to get. Amex wasn't. Right. So are you going to see them doing like what you just said and now start issuing credit to anybody who can sign their name? Well, can't sign your name if you're from Portland, but anybody <laughs> can't sign, can sign your name. 
Uh, at this point, I, I, I strongly encourage them to do so. Uh, if they uh, are feeling so bad that uh, they need to uh, teach their employees about critical race theory, um, I so, see no reason as to why they shouldn't just hand them out like, um, uh, I was going to say something. Like government it. cheese? Government, Go ahead and say it. I'll say yeah, it. Yeah, government cheese. Just uh, hand them out to everybody. Be like Oprah. You get a, an Amex, you get an Amex. Now, the question is what credit limits they would assign everybody. That would be a problem, though. Can you imagine if the neighbor started sharing, oh, well, my credit score is this. Oh, well, that's because you're this color. Don't give me an idea. They'll probably start prorating credit scores by that. You get a 75-point deduction for being white. You get another 25-point deduction for being a male. Oh, my God. I don't think I'd have any credit then. <clears throat> Unbelievable. I love commodity cheese. It's the best, Mr. Radio says. <laughs> but is it really cheese, Mr. Radio? That's one thing I always wondered. Speaking of cheese, what is your favorite kind of cheese? I like cheddar my, myself. Colby. Colby. Okay. What about you, Eric? You like uh, you like the Swiss? I'm Swiss, Pepper Jack. I mean, I'm, I'm not real picky. Eric's not a picky guy. He just, he just requests that there's ham with his cheese. Does anybody <laughs> like Munster? Put a oh, one if you like Munster. Like Eddie Munster? Yeah, Eddie Munster. No, yeah. Mun I, I do like Munster cheese, but cheddar's my favorite. Yeah, I figured Honeybee would throw one up there. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she likes – and I love to try all these different cheeses, but it's Colby's my always – you know, it's my – that's my staple. I've never had that type of cheese unless Big Sexy's fed it to me, and I just didn't know it. Goat cheese is good. It makes it. really good grilled cheese. Or as I used to cheese. say when I was young, girled cheese. Girl, G-I-R-L-E-D. I, th I thought it was a girled cheese, you know, like a girl. <laughs> I really do. Um, yeah, that, Mr. Radio, is one cheese. Bleh. No thanks. Blue cheese, not even on salads. Yeah, on salads, I like it. I can't stand the smell. It's just, it just stinks. Really? Well, yeah. Just C just likes the whole darn tray. He wants a charcuterie. Oh, a charcuterie. Yeah, charcuterie boards. Uh, big Sexy is a big fan of those. And the uh, time we go to a restaurant, he's looking at appetizers and see if they I have it. He likes those. She makes a good one, too. Oh, you're allergic to blue cheese. I never heard that people were allergic to blue cheese. Hey, this isn't really funny, but it kind of is if you ever witness it. Honeybee has some allergies. One of them is mushrooms or mold-type foods. If she has pizza with mushrooms, it's like she's been... I've never seen her do this and she doesn't do it, but it's like a person who's been smoking marijuana. Really? <laughs> she gets really funny and yeah, stoned. That's what I was looking for. Stoned. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know about that. Yeah. When the fair's around uh, here in Del Mar, they have this, it's, they have like this bacon wrapped cheese and it's just oh, so good. Bacon wrapped cheese? And, and it's fried. Huh. Oh, it's so good. It's just, we get like two or three of them and it's got garlic on it too, which is well, much a couple of years ago when they had this big bacon fetish going on and it was bacon dipped in chocolate, bacon dipped in this and bacon wrapped all that. We tried some different bacon dipped in chocolate and stuff. It was horrible. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was a bacon, the chocolate or what, but we, you know, we bought a bunch of different ones and ended up taking a bite and throwing it all away. I think the biggest thing uh, when the fair, it, it's not about bacon this or bacon that. It's it's all about whatever whatever you can fry. That's oh, the big gosh, thing. yes. Everything's on a stick and fried. 
Yeah, the 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 uh, cheese and bacon were not on a stick though. So slightly, do you do this? You get to the fair. You can't wait to get either the funnel cakes or the elephant ear. You get it. You take about three bites and you're ready to throw up. <sighs> no, I, I don't. I don't go uh, crazy on food. Uh, I'll have a few things. I like getting like the large, huge, humongous corn dogs. Like, yeah, foot long corn dogs are good. Long. Oh, the turkey legs, Jess Duck loves. I love those. Uh, the bacon, the bacon wrapped cheese, um, and usually some lemonade. Yeah, I, those are the main main staples. What the I the sugar make. aid? I don't know. That there's much lemon in it, but I know what you're talking about. God, they were good when I was. Yeah, Mister Radio likes the Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah, those are the honeybee likes those. Well, um, we're going to go to Chicago for a little bit. And, uh, you know, there was a uh, police officer that was recently killed by two thugs. And uh, they had their ceremony for her. Well, I think it was like over the weekend. But the sad part about the send-off for police officer Ella French uh, from Chicago was that it was rushed by the department's number two and former Chicago police superintendent, Gary McCarthy. And uh, he argued uh, this that it illustrates the, the lack of support officers nationwide feel from government leadership. The officers here in CPD and probably cost the country are and feel under attack by politicians in the public. Most of them feel like they're not being supported by leadership. According to the Chicago Sun-Times, CPD second-in-command, first deputy police superintendent Eric Carter told officers conducting the Saturday night send-off, quote, we're not waiting on bad pipes because, quote, we don't have 20 minutes for this shit. Can you believe that? The fucking disrespect yep. of an officer who risked her life and was attacked and fatally shot by two thugs. And you're not going to have respect enough to give her the proper send off. I don't know what the hell is going on in Chicago, but it's really sad to me that people have to live in a city, number one, with a racist freaking mayor, number mm -hmm. two, with police who don't get any support from local officials. And even their own in charge on top have no respect whether they're dead or not. She sure as hell gave more than 20 minutes of her life, didn't she? Oh, yeah. I mean, hell, uh, you know, she sacrificed time with her family and hell now her family is sacrificing, you know, their beloved mother, wife and all that. It's just uh, I, I, I mean, the way things are going in our society, pretty soon you're not going to have teachers. You're not going to have police officers. They're all going to tell you, you know what? The hell with all of you. Do what you got to do on your own, because. Why should I put my time, my energy, my love, my strength, and everything else into doing something that I get no respect for? You and I think too much alike because that's the exact thought that went through my head is I'm afraid it's going to come to a time where the cops just say, done, handle it all on your own. Yeah. I mean, I, at this point, you know, and I thought about this many times before. With as much hatred as there is out in society for police officers, you know, I, if if I were a dispatcher, I mean, I am almost liable to say, you know what, yeah, I'm sorry, tough shit. Call someone who cares. Yep. Call social services. Yeah, 
Call you know what? Call your call the uh, the, the mayor herself. Here's her, her here's her personal phone number. See if she gives two shits. Anyways, uh, very very sad situation, and uh, I don't know. The the beat goes on, and if you live in the city of Chicago, I feel I feel very sorry for you because if you're not standing up and doing something about what the hell's going on in there, why the hell are you even living there? Makes no sense to me. But yeah, you're gonna get swallowed up. We're going to take our last break. I need another swig of water. I might need a new bottle of water here coming up, but uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, see what's see what's what, and uh, we'll finish out our show. You're listening to The Slightly Serious Show on a Wednesday. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. All right. Welcome back. And uh, for those of you uh, who might not have uh, joined our show uh, last week sometime or haven't been caught up on what's going on, about a week or so ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, we we got a message from a uh, gentleman by the name of Patrick. And it was very suspicious. We've been trying to dig into who the hell it might be. But uh, basically, he had left a message, and I don't know. Part you remind us the particulars. Um, I mean, it was very, very strange and weird. It was Last Monday, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of cryptic, but a little bit of explanation, and just sounded like they were had some insights or inside uh, info and and things that they were trying to do to bring to light this whole thing. Not like what Mike Lindell's doing, but. I'd probably believe the Patrick guy more than Mike Lindell. To tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he was basically insinuating that he knew things and, you know, yeah. my, did, my yeah. first impression was that it was probably Jeremy or somebody like that, but you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, He's more, he was more level headed with the conspiracy in Jeremy. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> things that he said made a little bit more sense. Uh, would is questionable, but, uh, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, the reason I'm bringing this up is uh, I received uh, a, new, a new voice message from this person. No way. I did. And I'm try- like I said, I'm trying to get him to come on the show, him or her, because you know, they, they they've changed their voice for some ungodly. Well, obviously. Yeah, you could tell that, that, that one you played for sure. I, didn't, you know, I, was, I wasn't thinking you did that. No, no. I, uh, I, I, it just, uh, that's just how it comes to me. And, you know, I got another, I got the email address again, so I'm going to try to reach back out. Uh, it seems like every time I try to track this person down, uh, you know, the first time they gave me a Facebook page to go to, but they changed it or closed it down. And I tried to email this person back and I haven't received a response, but now I got a new voice message from another email. So I'm going to play this for you. And, uh, we'll- Dad here. I know you were unable to reply to my last message. I had to take down my Facebook account right after sending it. Apparently, some Biden operatives had hacked into my account. I have a friend who does computer forensics. They were able to find a keystroke malware that had been planted on my computer. Had to take care of that. 
obviously they want to silence me so that the truth doesn't get out about that horrible nightmare that happened in November. I have a contact inside Podbean that's working with me to help find out who these people are, these Biden operatives that are suppressing Trump supporters, trying to keep the truth coming out. Hopefully have more details to follow on that later on. Be looking for any communication from me, maybe spam. Who knows where? I don't know where I'm going to have to send you stuff from next as things seem to be getting a little crazy. And hold on. Hey, I get I got to go. And uh, that, that was about, about it. And, that's uh, it? That, that's all I got. Uh, you, the one thing I've noticed is in both call, uh, voice calls that we've gotten and messages, both, number one, both of them are creepy as fuck. But number yeah. two, number two is they all, both of them ended, if you notice, with like a helicopter or something like that flying over. So I don't know. Maybe I doubt that it's Mike Lindell. I mean, I don't think it's <laughs> my pillow guy, but does he have a helicopter? I'm sure he does. He probably uses President Trump's with all the bullshit that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely freaky. And uh, I'm just curious what the hell he knows and who the hell he is or she. I, like I said, I don't know if it's a man or a female because they have their voice disguised. But how did you get that one? Did you say? Or did this, you? This one, yeah, this one came uh, through an, a brand new email, uh, an oh. email account. So. I mean, the email account doesn't make much sense, but I mean, every, anybody can make up an, an email address, so that doesn't help much. They're, they're either paranoid as hell, or they might have something. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, you know, if if uh, you know this Patrick guy wants to uh, get in touch with me, I mean, he can always call the studio line. Uh, you know, seven zero two seven zero eight twenty eight fifty five. Love to have a conversation with you, and uh, if you if you want, you can even. I'll even do one step further. You could even call me with your, I don't know, modulated voice or whatever it is, and we can have a conversation. That'd be cool. Yeah. So uh, mm -hmm. I would like what he has to, uh, he or she has to say, but uh, it's very, very weird. I wonder if they're and, pregnant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of think it might still be Jeremy because I haven't seen him around recently. So maybe he's just fucking with us. He's got. He must have all his frog's mouth gagged or something, because <laughs> I don't hear any in the background. This is true. This is true. I don't know. Anyways, what else do I have? I think I had one other thing. There was something. Oh, I know. I had. So I think uh, actually you had, uh, sent this to to us, uh, Pert. For those of you uh, over on the D Live, uh, you know, not all things uh, end up bad when. Uh, you know, the national anthem is being played. This uh, young kid, uh, as the national anthem was being played at a soccer match, decided to go score a goal instead of uh, instead of singing the national anthem, I guess. It is so cute. It is cute, and I'm having to reload it. I don't know what happened, but I don't know what's going on today. 
going to have to get new computers in our, in our studio, I think. Because now it says it's just not loading. Anyways, it was it was a very cute video of a kid, uh, you know, like you know, basically lined up with the rest of the soccer players that were actually going to play the game, and uh, he just goes and dribbles down uh, the entire field and just scores a goal while uh, everybody else is singing the national anthem. It was a really cute, uh, really cute video. I'll continue to try to bring it up and uh, show it before we. And the end <laughs> result was goal. <laughs> wow, that was impressive. Bert. I think when the commentators, uh, you know, do that goal, like, and they, and they holler it for a long time, you, you have to wonder, like, how long can they, can they hold that without passing out? I don't know. He does it for a good forty-five seconds, I think. I, I get. I bet the vein pops out on the side of their neck. I don't know. He. I. I, I guarantee you, he's not a smoker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> But he does a great job of it. He makes it. He makes watching soccer very exciting. I would like to watch soccer like that with kids that are really playing just because they're having fun. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's and that's why you st- you know as far as sports, and I'm not going to call out one sport or another. It's all sports. Sports are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be entertaining. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be enjoyable to watch. But uh, over the past, I don't know, two, three years, hell, maybe even five or six years, they want to interject politics into it, and it just ruins it. I mean, I haven't even been to a baseball game all year. I haven't even turned on the television for at least two or three months. You had to say it. What happened? What, 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 what word? I said, yeah. there you go. There you Thank go. You. you love baseball. Yeah, as much as you love Ovaltine. Oh my God! Oh, with a Starbucks chaser. Ooh, I, I do like Starbucks. <clears throat> you like Star? You're sick. Oh yeah, you're sick. You're sick. What do you do? What is there not to like about Starbucks? Expect except for the expensive damn coffee price. It it tastes like it's been in their coffee pot for six weeks by the time they pour it up. Well, well, hold on. I don't get all that fancy. I I like black coffee. Nothing in it. Right. Well, actually, when I go to Starbucks, I don't order any of their black coffee. Their black coffee is shit, but I enjoy all the foo-foo drinks. Well, I, I don't know if I told you, but one time I told the young lady in the airport, I said, I'm sorry, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I don't like your coffee. It tastes burnt and it's horrible. <laughs> but I like black coffee. What's my option? Do you have anything? She goes, yeah, order a blonde. Oh, and, she and goes, order a blonde. I said, but I don't like cream in it. She goes, no, it's just a lighter roast. I can tolerate it, but it still tastes like crap. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, well, that's kind of sexist. <laughs> well, you know what it is? Hey, okay. Hashtag cancel Starbucks because look at what they're doing. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jess has even been to a baseball game. I'm jealous, Jess. Did you did you have to go watch the Rockies? Because they're not doing very well. Um, Pertwee, you should do that hashtag in DLive chat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln is better profit to the nations, Autumn Miller says. I don't know. I've always recognized Duncan as a place to go for donuts. I, and I know they're trying to get back into, you know, into the game per se by becoming a coffee uh, house. But I haven't never had that. Panera Bread coffee. I don't go ahead, Bert. The best coffee out there. Laugh if you want, but try it if you haven't. McDonald's. Yep. Yeah, I like McDonald's. Coffee. <laughs> as far as Hell, like, fast food like drive up type of stuff goes. There's better, but that's the best among that group. 
Um, if, if you're going to go to like a, a coffee shop for coffee, um, instead of going to Starbucks, you should go to Panera Bread instead. I've been to Panera Bread for the for the uh, sandwiches. They have some nice. Well, they, they, those foods are really good too. Yeah, and they have this uh, broccoli cheddar soup that's really good. But I never tried their coffee. Best coffee, yeah. best coffee according to BP is Death Wish coffee. I haven't had that. <laughs> the old man's favorite is Black Rifle, much like yours. And Big Sexy's favorite is Kona. But I can only afford like store brand coffees that I make here at home. Kona is good, but you know, I it's, it's a little bit pricey now. I stay in hotels a lot, and I started asking when I like their coffee, "What coffee do you guys brew?" And it turned out like ninety nine percent of the time it was community coffee. Community so coffee is that like socialist coffee or what? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you can get it at the local grocery store. It's a good coffee. It's been around for a long time. Okay. But Honeybee and I have found one locally. Ironically enough, it's called Honeybee Coffee, but it is really good. Interesting. Do I, do I know what Wawa is? Um, is that a coffee brand? I've, I, I've heard of Wawa. I it's a gas station. When you go in, they have anywhere from like six to eight different ones. You can choose Cuban, Nigerian, Ethiopian, you know, different coffees. Oh. And they have different creamers. They have real creamer. They have flavored creamers and I mean, it's it's like a coffee shop in there, and it's a gas station. Very cool. I'll have to try that out if I go to a gas station. Mm-hmm. 7-Eleven's coffee's all right. Um, Profit to the Nations is an uh, ambassador for the number one alternative coffee called Ticino. I guess it's a tea. They sell tea? Am I, am I, uh, am I, I correct in that? I haven't heard of that. I'm not about co- coffee alternatives. I need my coffee. <laughs> but yeah, I like uh, Black Rifle. I've had that. I know there's, I, I've heard that there are some uh, rumblings over there with the boys at Black Rifle. I don't, I haven't looked mm. into that, but I know mm-hmm. there's scandal arising over there. Eight o'clock's a good coffee, too. Eight o'clock. Um, Prophet mentioned something about herbal, herbal coffee and tea. Chicory. Never heard of an herbal coffee, but I've heard of herbal tea. Oh. Autumn, Autumn says uh, that Ticino is made from uh, made with chicory root. Ticino so is a herbal coffee. So you name Black Rifle and all. Do you have a preference, like from where the beans come from, slightly? And Eric, yes, I like my beans. Uh, they either need to come from the island of Kona. Uh, this is not Black Rifle. Um, mm. Other, other what's well, the other place I really like them coming from? I have to think. Well, while you're um, thinking, go ahead, Eric. It, I'm, I'm not picky on coffee as long as it's an Arabica-based coffee. Um, the um, Liberica Excelsa. What, what's the other coffee bean? I find I like the ones that come out of Ethiopia and Central America the best. So I think, I think of course, like the Arabica coffees from Brazil. Yeah, Ethiopian coffee is good. Uh, Costa Rican coffee is not too bad either. Yeah, that's a Central American. Yeah. So but, those, are, those are my top. But I've tried some um, from other areas. And other than I do, I do like Kona that you were talking about. But some of the other areas, I just, I, Colombian coffee to me is some of the nastiest tasting coffee. And it's um, one you associate. I, I, will not, I will not drink instant coffee because to me, it, it kind of has a very bitter taste to it. Um that, that's why I prefer like the traditional coffee that you, you put in like a brew basket with a filter and, 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 um, and then cold water turns into hot water going into the coffee pot. 
There you go. Or, or I got a stove. Or, top or, or, or like grinding up like coffee beans or unless you know how to do a French press coffee. Real Colombian coffee. I think I have. I, I, I like uh real, you know, 100% Colombian. That's good. Um, I like yeah. real Cuban coffee. I have Ooh. no Cuban coffee. Mm. Uh, Autumn wants to know if I've ever had that uh, coffee that uh, gets, uh, you know, goes through oh. an animal and poop. Yeah, there. Uh, it's a it's a jungle cat that eats it and poops it out. And I forgot what it's called. A honeybee one time because our our daughter and her husband do the coffee shop thing. They have one. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one one time, and I forgot the price per bag. But I think she paid like twenty five dollars a cup for it or something like that. I think I it's have, good. to it's admit good. it was it was good, but I would not pay twenty five dollars for another cup of it. Uh, it's called Cop- uh, Kopi Luwak coffee. Yes, and uh, for only uh, for sixteen ounces of beans for that, you can get a sixteen ounces of beans for the low price of one hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah. Who so, was the first person that thought, let me pick that out of the poop, grind it up, and drink it? <laughs> I think, yeah. I think uh, they were chewing on some other roots before that, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, they probably were. But, you know, here's the thing. I, I would be, I would, if someone wanted to, but I, the only way I would want to go ahead and test this out is if you gave me the coffee that comes from, you know, uh, coming out of the feces and all that. Make brew me a cup of that, but I want the same bean from the same tree without it going through the animal so I can tell the difference of what the poop makes. I want to just kill on a dream slightly. Well, I want to know what how much of a difference it really makes, or is it just all a bunch of BS? Literally, no, (laughs) CS cat shit. But uh, that, I think that would be the only way I would be willing to uh, spend uh, 25 to $30 for a cup of coffee. Because there's no way in hell I'm spending $199 for 16 ounces. It's bad enough I pay $35 for 10. Honeybee's down there in chat. She can tell. But I don't, I don't think it was the one that was pooped out. But it was another one that was a rare coffee, the one that we had. And I, like I said, it was good. But I wouldn't pay that much for another cup of it. Yeah, I mean, at most, I'll pay for a cup of coffee. It's about seven bucks. That's about it. That's that, my max. Yeah, that's pretty good price for a cup of coffee. Yeah, and and I expect it not to come out of a machine, by the way, for that price. <laughs> you know, and coffee and machine. I can't remember if it's Love's Truck Stop or Pilot Truck Stop. They now have these machines in there that'll have three different beans in it, and you push what one you want and the size of cup you got under. And it grinds it and roasts it all at the same time. It's really quick. But the weird thing is it comes out this light blondish color. And the first time I did it, I went up. I said, I think something's wrong with your machine. They go, no, it'll darken up. I go, but it's that light. It's not supposed to be. They go, no, believe me, it darkens up. Sure enough, it's the weirdest thing. It darkens up. Well, here's the thing, though. You know, and I've taken classes on how to prepare coffee and stuff like that about a year and a half, two years ago. And one of the things that I had learned, at least this is what they taught me, is that you should not utilize uh, beans that are roasted for at least like two or three days. That way you can let all of the toxic or whatever, let it breathe uh-huh. a little while. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the other thing that I didn't know is like when you, uh, if you're doing like a pour over, 
you uh, want to have your grounds and go ahead and lightly uh, put, you know, like 30 to 50 grams, depending on how much coffee you have, and let it sit before you pour all of your water over the coffee grounds. That way you all of the gases escape from it. So, hmm. yeah. Well, speaking of classes to brew coffee and everything, on the food subject, give us an update on a jerky. So the jerky, um, to the update today, uh, there is uh, some progress with that. We've uh, boiled it down to two mm-hmm. names. Uh, we have uh, contacted the trademark attorney who has emailed us with voicing his concerns about it. So there will be uh, a meeting that will be set up uh, to discuss this uh, as a group so we can get things going. Because we're uh, like biting, biting at getting this thing up and off the ground. We did buy uh, another like 30 pounds of meat the other day, so we'll be uh, making some new batches here coming up. Um, there's four flavors uh, that are basically have been pinpointed, so I'm very excited about that. Spicy is my favorite. Ha- which ones have you received? You've Spicy? Received the, the, was it plum something? Uh, Lihi Mui. Okay, and it was, it was the first two that you came out with, the spicy and whatever the other one was, teriyaki or regular? Oh, the original, yeah. Yeah, so original, the spicy one, and then the, whatever you said, mui, lui, budui. Uh, lihi mui. It's a plum, yes. plum, uh, plum type uh, flavor. Uh, it's uh, kind of sweet as well. Yeah, but my favorite is the, the hot. And, and I'm telling you people, it makes a good potato topper. <laughs> potato topper? That's oh. what I used it for. I tried it on salads, and it was good there. And then I was like, hmm, baked potato? Oh, that's close to bacon bits. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I yeah. love it. It's uh, it's really good. It's delicious. And uh, the one thing that uh, the one so the one you have not tried, I'm trying to think here. You have not tried the lime chili. Uh, you mentioned one time sesame ginger. I, that's probably something Honeybee might like more so than me. Yeah, the pl- uh, the plum one. Just curious, uh, Hawaiian flavor. Yeah, yeah. Li- Lihing Mui is a uh, yeah a very favor uh, a very popular thing in Hawaii. Uh, it's salted plum. So since it's plum flavor, does it make you poop? Well, anything you you eat makes you poop. Oh, you got a point there, but I thought plums <laughs> made you regular. <laughs> oh, that I'm not sure. I I, I would have to uh, figure that out. You love the you did get me on that one slightly. I kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, definitely, we'll send you some uh, some sesame ginger uh, so you can. I like Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, was she on, was she, is she, uh, do, do you and Honeybee have one of those, uh, what do they call them? Um, you know, like if you were to ever have a hall pass, you get to, oh, no, like a famous person. No, you don't have that. Okay. No, but I, 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 anyway, who she would even pick in that situation. I don't know, but it's probably better not to even bring it up. So it is, it is. Okay. <laughs> in the words of another person on this show, moving along. Moving along. So or, or quiet on the set. Either one works in this situation. <laughs> yes. There's been enough trouble. Um, let's see. So that's what's going on with uh, the jerky. Um, we have a website guy and all that. I mean, we just need to identify uh, the brand that we're going to go with so he can start getting to work on uh, a website. So, so is Big Sexy going to have a cart now and just walking down the street selling jerky when you're all set up or what? No, it's uh, basically what we are initially planning on doing is we'll be at uh, different farmers markets here locally. Uh, we'll have the website up and going for people to put uh, orders online. And so um, we are 
as we proceed through that, what the eventual goal is, is to get this distributed across the country, of course. And so uh, in the meantime, we'll be doing research on how much that's going to cost because um, from information that I have read thus far is that if you're going to distribute uh, meat-type products, mm-hmm. they have to be uh, manufactured uh, with a USDA personnel on site during the manufacturing process. Really? That is my understanding. So I, that's I, another salary you got to pay. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I'm gonna we're gonna look more into that, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So what's next? A vape jerky? No, no, no vape, no vape jerky. No, maybe I I have some ideas, which I'm I'm not going. You know, uh, Big Sexy and I have some ideas. It has nothing to do with vape, uh, but uh, I can't really dis- discuss those ideas. But there's oh, I can come on, man. Tell you off the air, but yeah, we can't have maybe stealing my our ideas. What the hell was that? I I was I was moving my Holiday Inn coffee mug across the table. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Uh, Prescott Bob's got a good one. Come out with some COVID jerky. (laughs) Give give a free (laughs) nine to five. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Yeah, no. It'll be good. I'm excited about it. Big Sexy's excited about it. And, uh, you know, so there's so many balls in the air, no pun intended by any means, but uh, just a lot going on. So it's exciting times, uh, you know, but uh, a lot of it, it feels like there's, you know, there needs to be like 30 hours in a day instead of 24. Yeah. So hey, you're still only going to get paid for eight, though. When do I get starting to pay? When do I get the? When do I start getting paid to uh, get paid for I'm, hours? I'm a day? just saying people that are hourly. Oh yeah. Well, pe- people think in my profession, people think I make a lot of money. I'm like, if you broke it down per hour, I'm not sure if I make minimum wage. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's, that's the truth with traveling and everything else that you got to do. You're 100 yeah. percent right. But we do want to come up with uh, a, a jerky later on. For uh, like dog treats, so we'll be doing mm-hmm. that. So, you have any dogs? You only have bees, don't you? No, we got bees and two cats. Oh, you have cats. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't tell you guys when I was visiting my sister over the weekend for my nephew's birthday. I didn't know she had a cat, and within five minutes, I knew she had a cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I had well, to- one of our cats, and I'm not exaggerating honeybee can back me up he gets in the shower with you and takes a shower really when i turn the shower on i'll turn around to get a towel turn around he's in the walk-in shower waiting for me holy crap he'll take one with me then he'll take one with us. he's the cleanest cat he takes two showers a day at least and bathes himself and everything Will he at least turn the water on for you so you don't have to uh, get it warm and he'll get a snow for you don't have him trained to do that but he you could probably train this cat it's like he's not a cat. I told Honeybee, I said, I think he's an alien sent here to learn everything he can about human life because he gets into everything and he's got to watch what you're doing. And it's just amazing what this cat does. I, I remember a story about like, um, a, you know, an old family friend with a with a cat. Whenever the, the friend's mother would would go to the bathroom, the cat would follow the, the mother into the bathroom and use the litter box. <laughs> Wow. That's the one thing was, about cats, though, that they use the uh, correct facilities all the time. Yeah. But 
but you know, typically, you know, with with most cats, that the, they don't like um being get, getting wet in water. You know, they're what you call hydrophobic, meaning um, but but you know, but but dogs don't seem seem to have a problem with you know getting wet. Well, this same cat, when I scold him, he will box me, or he'll wait till I walk by and jump out and grab my leg and nip on the back of my ankle because he's mad. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I could have cats, but they would have to be outdoor cats. Because um, the only experience I've had with outdoor cats were mostly feral cats when I lived in my old house. But I, I tend to be more of a dog person than I am a cat person. Yeah, I just like the freedom that a cat gives. You want to go somewhere for the day, spend a night, what have you. You don't have to worry about getting back, letting the dogs out every few hours. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that is crazy. Yeah, I, I'm more of a dog person. But like within five minutes, I, I started... Uh, it wasn't as bad as it can be. Sometimes I, because I, I do have allergies to cats, and uh, if if it's really bad, I'll stop breathing. But uh, I just itched everywhere. And uh, yeah, honeybees allergic to cats too. Yeah, not that bad, but she it does flare up her. Uh, That's crazy. Whatever you call it. Um, Autumn was asking uh, if any of us knew about the cobra that's missing in Texas. The only what? thing I know that's missing in Texas are Democrats. <laughs> hey, wait. Well, they know they have an arrest warrant waiting for But that Democrat, is- Cobra, Snake, maybe it's all one. They might be all the same. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, that, that we did not go over, but uh, there are arrest warrants uh, awaiting those Democrats, I hear. And I hope they move forward with it. Yeah, I do too. But they're elected duty. Why, why are they allowed to do that? I did hear, though, that another judge uh, – no, this is a different topic. Another judge in Texas has uh, stopped a mask mandate by the governor, by Governor Abbott. doesn't have to do with the Democrats. Different story, but same state. So, But, yeah, there are arrest warrants. But, uh, you know, you all know where they're all hiding out, though, right? They're still in D.C. They're hiding out with Nancy Pelosi, I imagine. I yeah. thought they went to the Caribbean, though, for a while. Well, God only knows. Are they back from there? That I don't know. I haven't uh, tracked them down lately. Well, yeah, they went to some like resort thing that was not in the U.S. stateside. That's I read that. That's been I don't know a week or so ago. Maybe they should just stay there. I, I have no problem. Maybe they can uh, get uh, Megan Rapino to go with them too. Well, maybe they could just go to Cuba. That already lines up with their policies. Oh, there you go. Maybe the, the people in Cuba can uh, teach them a few things uh, while they're there. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're having ice cream wherever they are. Speaking well, of ice, I haven't had ice cream in a week. Mm. Well, um, if they're hiding out with Nancy Pelosi, that they're, they're probably having ice cream with, with her. But I guess they think Nancy Pelosi is their Lord and Savior, which to me, I know that's the most blasphemous thing I would ever hear. Okay, we can kill a few more minutes. What's everybody's favorite ice cream? You can put it down in the chat. Eric, you go first. Hmm. I'm good. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Super, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not much like into having like like peanuts or 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 almonds or or pecans in it. I mean, I'll I'll do cookies and cream or chocolate chip. Uh, funny do, thing. Go ahead, slightly. Oh, I was going to say I'll do Rocky Road. Well, the funny thing on me is I love vanilla. If I don't get vanilla, I go the complete opposite end of the spectrum, and I get Rocky Road. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's. I, 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 I won't take cherries in them either. 
See, I love banana split ice cream, but they are always so too damn big. I don't. Oh, you mean the whole banana split? I thought maybe that was a flavor BB. I mean, you, I, was I mean, the, the ones at Dairy Queen are not as big as, say, like Brewster's or some other ice cream parlor. There's a an old place that goes back to, I think it's the early 50s in a town north of us called Shake Pit. They have the most fabulous number one hamburgers because their grill is so old it's flavored. But they have the biggest ice cream, anything you want, cone, sundae, what have you. And you get soft serve and you can get hard serve. I got a banana split one time and the girl's like, bitch, you can't finish all of it. So <laughs> I thought I'm doing a pretty good job and I'm ready to about explode. And I think I'm finished. And Honeybee can verify this. She whips out a straw. She goes, this, you didn't get it all. <laughs> she made me suck up the melted stuff. But, oh, my God, was it so good. It was huge, too. BP says that the banana split ice cream is a flavor. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've never tried that. I like the regular banana splits. Like, with you know, you get the banana, you get the cherry, you get the yeah. top. But I like to substitute the pineapple for marshmallow. Huh. I've never done that. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Now I'm craving a banana ice banana split ice cream. Thanks a lot, Pert. May, maybe a new jerky flavor. Get with BP. A, a banana split jerky. Oh, that's that would be kind of interesting. He's got a gallon at home. God, I don't have any gallons of ice cream in my friz, freezer. I have a lot of meat in my freezer. Prophet just ate at Dairy Queen. Oh wow, Dairy! I Queen. really don't eat at Dairy Queen. I get yeah, there. I get the ice cream, but I don't really get the food. Food. I just don't. I don't associate that with food. Food. It's to me, Dairy Queen is treats, ice cream. I think of Dairy Queen. I think of like malts and shakes, ice cream. I think banana split or a cherry dipped vanilla cone. You ever had that? No. Or butterscotch dip. Oh gosh, it's so good. What about um, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, dole, uh, dole pineapple Dilly bar? No, the uh, dole dole whips. I don't know what that is. It's like pineapple, like a frozen pineapple treat. Oh, I've never had it. Oh, that's pretty good. That's honeybees, Jess. Peanut butter parfait. Anything peanut butter with ice cream is good. That way, that I can say. Anyways, we're going to wrap things up, folks. I appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, I like rum raisin, but can't find it. I've never heard of rum mm. raisin. But uh, yeah, Dole Whip is yummy. Anyways, I appreciate you guys joining us tonight on The Bean over on DLive and uh, wherever else you might be listening to us from. Mm-hmm. Back again tomorrow night to wrap up the week. No, wait, tomorrow's Thursday. God, I'm in such a rush to yeah. win, aren't I? But uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. I hope everyone has a pleasant rest of the evening. Before we head out, we'll go around the you know, table for some final thoughts. Uh, Producer Eric, any uh, final thoughts tonight? Well, um, you know, another good show is always in. Oh, and thanks for the ice cream over there on D Live, Jess. What was that? Oh, that was D Live. We got. I uh, appreciate. Uh, appreciate the ice cream there <laughs> over on D Live there, Jess. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, thanks. Oh yeah. Don't have. And Pert, any last uh, final thoughts, my friend? And I'm sending you some lemons. I hear the lemons. Oh, yeah. You're like him in Chicago. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh,
Oh yeah, I can't get enough. It's gonna be a new record album. my lemons. Hurt. <laughs> Final thoughts for time, my friend. I, I was looking up some articles earlier on transportation and all. You know, I didn't realize it, but Apple's designing a new automatic car. But a new automatic car? They're going to compete with Tesla? I guess so. It's pretty interesting. But they are having a problem. They they're having trouble installing Windows. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's hilarious. <laughs> Just talks like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. You never know what's gonna Apple's gonna do next. Anyways, um, final thoughts for me for tonight. Just be true to yourself. Continue uh-huh. living your life. The end of the world is not yet upon us. So continue to do you. Go out and do what you got to do. Protect yourself, your family. Do it. All the responsible things that you feel you need to do. And, uh, you know, when it's our time, it's our time. But move forward, put one step in front of the other, and make sure you come back tomorrow night at 9.30 Eastern Time. Till then, we'll see you manana. God bless, and God bless America. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you. And I love your show.